This is food. This is beans. So, Adrian Pinter, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Marvel's Disney Plus TV show. Let's dive into it. This is a closer look. This is a bonus episode of Split Focus, the film and TV podcast in which we can spoiler it up. We can talk spoilers about, in this case, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the Disney Plus series. What did you think of this series? Well, Simon Eady, I thought this series was pretty all right. Um, I Overall, I thought it was enjoyable. I liked it enough. I do feel like it suffered a great deal from being a week-to-week sort of show. And there was a few decisions that I felt were a little bit odd, most notably in the last episode. But all in all, I think it's a pretty good show. Um, there's some really memorable stuff that happened throughout it. Uh, but yeah, I- I'm I'm pretty just kind of like whatever uh, for it. I didn't love it, but I definitely didn't hate it. How about you, man? Um, I, I feel like it got better as it went on. I, I feel like, I don't know. I, I agree with you that the week to week, and we talked about this on our regular podcast on a, quite a few episodes, that it just felt like a long movie, a six hour movie that was split up into parts and it was split into six parts. And it just felt kind of out of place as a TV series. And I still feel that way. And that's my biggest criticism overall of the show. I found that it actually... The fifth and the sixth episode were great, even though the sixth actually, the sixth episode is actually the poorest reviewed episode on Rotten Tomatoes. I really liked it, actually. It's strange, and I I can't think of too many faults with it. The fifth episode, The Truth, is by far my favorite, to be quite honest. I found that that was the greatest one. And then the rest of them blur together. I can't even discern where one ends and uh, the other begins, except for maybe episode four, which has a distinct ending. I can't really call out the separation from episode three to four. Again, because of the yeah. fact that it's it just feels like a long movie that they split into six parts week on week. Unlike, for instance, a Netflix show, which is launched, of course, all together, like, for instance, um, The Crown or The Queen's Gambit. Or Daredevil, which yeah. is a little bit more in relation to... Yeah, Daredevil, Jessica Jones is an example. Um, Those two shows are are that way. Anyway, so that's my biggest criticism, ultimately. What was your big criticism of the show that you you found? Or maybe you have several. Um, Yeah, I definitely got a few. Again, most notably, I just feel like the pacing was off throughout the entire series. I feel like anytime it built up towards a climax, the episode would just end. And all of that steam that it built up would just be dissipated and and nothing would happen from it uh when the next episode started i feel like what this show did best is the relationship between bucky barnes and um sam wilson uh that being played by sebastian stan and anthony mackie respectively i really like the scenes when they're together when they're just talking again i feel like the action although amazing and very high quality it feels like movie level quality it uh it's it for whatever reason it's not really why i watch the marvel movies anymore i've gotten to the point where i really love watching these characters interact with each other and that's kind of the that's kind of the best part about marvel to me and i feel like that's what this show did right is the interactions between all the characters when they introduce baron zemo and everything along those lines and uh of course john walker played by wyatt russell who actually i didn't know is uh Kurt Russell's son. Did you know that? Yeah. 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 And you didn't know that until what point? Until literally like a couple days ago when I was uh, 
looking up the actor. I was like, what else has this guy been in? And Whoa, then I, that's wild. Yeah. I can't and, believe you didn't know that. Yeah. I, I honestly just didn't put two and two together. I was like, Russell, <laughs> wait one second. And then I realized, yeah, he's a son of Kurt Russell. Son of ego. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that's interesting. They're both in the MCU. But uh, again, I really think Wyatt Russell's performance as John Walker is 10 out of 10. He's such a cool character. One of my favorite characters introduced in the MCU in quite a while. Baron Zemo probably being the last like big character that was introduced to the MCU that I really, really loved, um, at least in a more antagonistic aspect. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like this show fell flat a bit too many times. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I wanted something more out of it. Um, I don't know if you agree like with that. I don't know. Like, what did you want? I, th- that's what I don't know. I don't know exactly what I wanted, but I feel like what happened. Like, I don't even really know what they were fighting against. I understand it's like the f- the flag smashers. They like. I don't even really understand their their motive. I know that they want things back to how it used to be when it was the snap, because a bunch of them got displaced when everyone got snapped back, but. I don't know. I just felt like I didn't really care. Uh, I felt like the motive was a little bit uninteresting and a little bit unclear. And I think uh, Aaron Kellyman, she played Carly. Um, I think she did a great job. Don't get me wrong. I think that actress is really good. But I don't like Carly as a character. I didn't really sympathize with her all that much. Uh, initially, I was like, okay, maybe, you know, she's like this refugee kind of thing. She wants to like get the world, make the world a better place, yada, yada, yada. And then very quickly does she become unsympathetic killing innocent people for realistically no reason because she could have easily gotten the point across without killing it. Um, She didn't feel like she could. That was the, that was the line that she was crossing. She thought that she needed to cross that line to get people's attention. Mm -hmm. That was the idea. She's a villain. That was the idea. She, she is a villain. I feel like that was unquestionable. Yeah, no, definitely. Thanos is an example. Thanos killed, half the population of the universe. But I mean, you don't really sympathize with him, but he's an interesting villain. I feel like I did sympathize with Thanos. Though. Whoa, whoa. Why? Because I don't know, like it, the, the delivery in uh, Avengers infinity war, when he's kind of explaining his point, I don't agree with it, but at the very least, I kind of sympathize with the character himself, you know, his love for Gamora and everything. I feel like he's way more well-developed to be fair. We've seen him find love, I guess. Yeah. Um, but we've seen him kind of get built up over like the course of a bunch of movies. So we did get that benefit versus Carly who's just kind of thrust upon us. But uh, I don't know. I just, I just didn't really vibe with her all that much. Um, I really like that they brought in Zemo. I like his character. But again, I don't really understand what purpose he served in the show. That I agree with. Like, he was just kind of there. The issue with that is that I feel like he was completely underutilized. So actually, that throughout the entire series... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really get his purpose in the show that much. Like he was there, sure, but he wasn't pulling strings behind the scenes and he didn't really get too much done. So it was an odd thing to even spring him from jail. Yeah. It seemed like a weird choice. I mean, he was kind of effective. I, I mean, he helped them in Madripoor, sure. Yeah. But it was a little weird. I don't know. He did help. It just it seemed like it was anticlimactic. Very much so. I mean, I guess it kind of pushed Bucky a little bit. Like the idea was to see if Bucky would you know, turn back to his old, old ways. Would he, would he become a killer again? And, and it kind of just answered that question. So it wasn't crazy. 
But my biggest concern is that I feel like there was things that you'd think that the guy who's like this great puppet master would be doing something else behind the scenes and they didn't show him doing anything. Up until the very end, really, where he had his butler kill off the rest of the Flag Smashers. But that's really the only Which time. doesn't make a lot of sense, to be honest, because you didn't really show how that happened. Like, how was the sausage made in that case? Like, how did he get into contact and make sure that his butler killed? It seemed just a little bit convenient. Like it, it seemed like, yeah, it seemed too easy. Well, it, it honestly it just, it felt to me like, all right, we have to kill off these characters because we can't have a lot of super soldiers running around in the world. So let's just kill them off without much explanation behind how it's done. Again, I can kind of accept that oh, Zemo. No, I don't care about that. Uh, to me, it just felt fairly obvious. They're going to land in the raft. We'll never see them again. Yeah. It, it wouldn't have mattered whether they're dead or they're in the raft. It would have made no difference at all. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, that, that's kind of what it felt like to me. And uh, I don't know. I just wish we got more out of Zemo other than him being really a comic relief character for most of it. And again, the the whole the whole idea of like, yeah, it's he's there to see if Bucky will, you know, maybe waver and be, become a bad bloke again. Never once, not even once did I question that Bucky was going to turn bad. Yeah. And it kind of emphasized that a little bit more. Yeah. And pushed a little bit. A little bit further. Yeah. And again, like it just didn't make sense as to like, all right, they're going against this like small group of, for lack of a better term, terrorists, Um, which again, I don't they really are terrorists. Know. They are, which, yeah, which kind of pisses me off because Sam Wilson literally like says multiple times like, oh, no, they're not t- terrorists. And it's like, what? Like, what are you talking about, man? He just it made Sam Wilson's character seem a little bit naive especially again, one of my least favorite parts of the last episode is this. He's making like this speech to the Senator, uh, to like these senators. I mean, like, you know, change needs to happen, blah, 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 blah. And the Senator's like, you just like, you don't get politics. And literally I was sitting there and I was like, yeah, like I actually agree with the Senator during this thing. And then, you know, like he, Sam Wilson does say like, you know, I, I, like, I don't understand this stuff, but you know, change needs to happen. It's like, yeah, but he just seemed a little bit ignorant on how it could get done. And it, it just seemed, I don't know it to me, it made me like Sam Wilson's character a little bit less because again, he's Whoa, sympathizing okay. with the flag smashers, a literal terrorist group and arguing that they're it made not sense though, because they were correct in their, in what they were displaced people and nobody was doing anything to, to fix it. They, I get that, I mean, but they, they just, their means were incorrect, but the, yeah, like their, the, the whole idea of what they were fighting for was, was smart. They just were doing it incorrectly. And that's what made them terrorists is that they were killing innocent people. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think Sam was resistant to them being terrorists because he wanted her to change. He, he wanted her to be a force for good change, not some crazy person killing people to get people's attention. And that's his whole argument and the whole thing he was trying to go for with carly the entire series and she just wasn't listening no matter mm-hmm. what he did yeah to the last moment yeah fair enough but yeah that's one thing i just didn't enjoy i was like i just can't wrap my head around how he's sympathizing with this person again the i feel like the why? end i don't understand why you, what why you wouldn't be able to sympathize with because they're still killing innocent people at a certain point i feel like there's a point of no return and he's just looking past that point being like oh no she's fine she literally killed multiple people like innocent people. Yeah, I don't think he was saying she was fine. I mean, he did stop her. At one point in the show, he mentions that they're not terrorists. 
And he's 100% wrong in that. I don't remember exactly when that happened. So the context is when it happened in the timeline, and I don't know. So I'm going to leave that to you. Yeah, fair enough. But uh, yeah, I just didn't, I just didn't like that. And again, I feel like the ends of like releasing Zemo from prison, like it does, it didn't justify the means. Again, for one, he doesn't play much of a purpose. But you're releasing the guy that quite literally broke up the Avengers and caused a bunch of people to die. He's like he that made less sense Like he blew up like he killed the king of wakanda like literally killed the king of wakanda in a public display and i know they work that into the story when they bring uh ao or io uh into the into the show i think that's the beginning of the third or fourth episode and you know them like wanting to arrest zemo and everything for what he did and it makes sense but at the same time it's like why did you even release him in the first place it's he again, did help them though he did help them get to where they were going he did he did Barely, but yeah, he did. I just, I just feel like it, it didn't make much sense. And I, I am definitely being a little bit nitpicky, but that's that's a couple of the things. Again, I really love Zemo as a character. I'm glad that he was included, but again, he just seemed underutilized and it didn't make much sense as to why they would release him. It, it, it's, it seemed weird. And they did a weird... Well, like they had no leads. They had no leads. That was their yeah. reasoning, is that they had no leads and he literally gave them a lead. Mm-hmm. Again, he got them where they were going, which was to have, have, find a lead, which was... The contact to Madripoor, which was a huge step forward. Walker had the same issue. He didn't know where to go next. And the only way he found where to go next was to follow Sam and Bucky. Yeah. So it was because of Zemo that they were able to get anywhere um, into discovering what they needed to discover in Madripoor. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I think it was uh, it's a little ridiculous only because Zemo is such a terrible person. And there's just there's not a whole... You know, it seems like it was almost they even let him come to their to meet up. Like, it seems like, how do you trust this guy at all, considering what he's done? Mm-hmm. It was a little strange. And that that is actually one of the weakest points in the show is that kind of hole, which is a little bit of a plot hole. I can I, I mean, I can stretch it. I feel like it's it's a you know suspension of disbelief a little bit. Like, I, I'm OK with it. It's not insane. It's not Ghost Rider getting shot multiple times in. Uh, being okay and being stabbed at one point and needing stitches type of plot hole. So I, I'm I'm good with it. But at the same time, yeah, I do agree with you. It's an odd choice mm-hmm. to spring someone out of jail who literally made you murder people. Like he brainwashed you to kill people mm-hmm. and blow up. Like, just to be clear, Bucky blew up the UN with like, you know, the Black Panther mm-hmm. or the past Black Panther, the King of Wakanda. So I don't know. It's a little, that's a little odd, but I guess, I guess, again, suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Bucky chooses to believe in people because even people who have done terrible things because he once did terrible things, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It's kind of naive, but that's kind of the way it, way it went. Yeah, very naive. Um, on the topic of Bucky, I really did like the sort of angle of him like going into therapy. I really like how that's kind of, I think that was in the first episode where it kind of starts off and you see him talking to his therapist and everything like that. And, you know, hanging out with that older uh, man who, you know, you find out later in the episode that he killed his son many like when he was still working as the Winter Soldier. I really liked that angle of the show, and I really wish there was more of that. It it gets away from that fairly quickly. I think it's like pretty much once episode two starts, you don't really see the therapist much anymore. Um, and I was kind of disappointed about that. I wish we got more of that in the show, but it was a, a welcome inclusion. It made it uh, a little bit interesting. And then again, seeing Sam Wilson, you know, pretty much deal with poverty with his with his sister. 
Um, I really liked that as well. I feel like it added a lot more depth and uh, dimension to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like not everything is sunshine and rainbows, even for these superheroes, like they're still struggling monetarily. And I found that uh, like just a unique sort of inclusion into the into the series. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I agree. On the topic of, I guess, uh, we should probably bring up Emily Van Camp's character, like Sharon Carter, um, who we find out is actually the power broker, which I actually kind of saw coming. I, I predicted that. I, it just made a little bit more sense to me. They keep on name dropping the power broker. And at a, at a certain point, you kind of have to be like, all right, either this is going to be some big name actor that they're going to introduce as the power broker. So we're like, oh, okay. Or it's going to be a character that we already knew. So I just kind of guessed that it was going to be Sharon Carter. It makes sense. You know, she's incredibly rich now. And it's like, how else did she get rich? She mentioned that she worked with the power broker. So I don't know. I, I just kind of uh, saw that going. It's nice. Yeah, that it seems they- like that was not a very well kept secret. It seems like that was alluded to mm-hmm. pretty early in the show. And a lot of people guessed that online. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting that uh, that happened. I have I actually stayed away with, uh, from like all reviews and stuff like that and uh, breakdowns. I, I kind of like going into this a little bit more blind. There's one video I actually watched, which is super interesting. I recommend everyone uh, give it a look. It's about I don't know, like 15 minutes long, and it's about the missing plot line in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I don't want to go too deep into it. It's uh, it's more so a theory than anything, but it's interesting. And I highly recommend looking into that. Uh, just a quick aside there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's kind of nice to see that Sharon Carter is being a little bit more developed. Like she has a personality, you know, she's in Captain America, the winter soldier, uh, the first time. And then she's also in civil war, but it kind of felt like they just ran out of things to do with her. So it's nice to have her back in this series. I don't know if you agree. Yeah, it was cool to see her again, but yeah, now she's a villain. So it's going to be interesting uh, as a dynamic going forward with potentially Captain America four, or if they actually bring this into a second season, which we'll see. Yeah. Do you think they're going to come out with a season two of this show? Or do you think they're just going to carry on this story in Captain America four? Because they have announced Captain America four coming out. It seems more likely that Captain America four will come out first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I think you might be right because uh, again, they announced it practically. I don't know if it was the same day or the day after that, the, 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 the season finale released, but, um, do you, do you think that they might come out with a season two or do you think this is a mini series as well? Kind of like WandaVision. It seems likely that they'll do a season two, but I think again, Captain America four will have to come out first. So it's going to be a little while before season two hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even know when we're going to get a Captain America four. I don't imagine it probably in like three years. I feel like that's well, a- it's the same writer Spellman. What's his name? Malcolm Spellman. I believe his name is he's, mm-hmm. he's writing. The, he wrote this show Falcon, and the winter soldier, and he's writing the new Captain America movie mm-hmm. with the, uh, with Sam Wilson as Captain America. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. I feel like, I mean, he, it seems fairly evident that he wanted to make a movie and was just forced to write a six episode movie. Um, so I'm curious what he can do with a little bit less time and to tighten up uh, a story because I feel like this could have been a lot better if it was just tighter or at least released all at once. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like the, I mean, there's a, there's a part of the show like that we're kind of just glancing over. We're just not mentioning. It. I don't know if you were planning on mentioning it, but that high, a whole Isaiah Bradley storyline is, I don't know. It almost honestly brought me to tears a couple times. Like I feel like it was extremely touching the whole connection with black lives matter and having a black captain America and what that might mean. I feel like it was done in a subtle way. It wasn't extremely in your face. Uh, in my mind, I feel like it was done correctly and it was, handled very very well especially in the episode five the truth and 
I just, I don't know. It When it ended in episode six, when Isaiah Bradley goes to the Smithsonian with Sam Wilson and they see that statue, I don't know. It was, it was very touching to me. I, I just find that they handled that very well. I agree with you completely. I think that was a very welcome inclusion. I'm not familiar with the Isaiah Bradley story. Like I know that it is a story like from the comics and everything. And there's, you know, like a six or six issue arc or something along those lines. Well, you're not meant to know it. Yeah. The the idea is the show gives you the context you're supposed to have. They they have changed things in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in compared to the comics. Yeah. I don't think you need to know. Oh, no, no. I'm not saying that you need to. I just I'm just mentioning that I didn't know. And again, I think it's a nice like uh, sort of addition. I do agree with you that they handled it like the whole, you know, like having a black Captain America and everything like that very well. Like I didn't. It's weird. Like it must be just my ignorance, but I didn't even really think of that as an aspect. And it's one of my the, the one I think good part about Falcon's speech in the last episode, which again, I just think was poorly handled as a whole is uh, when he's talking about, is like, you know, like I am Captain America. And he's like, I know like half of you already are already pissed off about that. And like the way he just delivers that line, I thought that was very powerful. And uh, I, I did definitely, I don't know. I, I really liked that. And I think I just, I don't recall Marvel dealing with racism, um, at least in the MCU yet. I can't think of a specific circumstance, even in like Captain America, um, the first Avenger or, or anything like that. I feel like it's just not brought up. And I and I don't know, it was, it was it was cool to see that kind of expanded upon in this universe. I don't know if you agree. Completely. Yeah, that's what I was just saying. Like, that's the great thing about this is it's really the first time they're dealing with this and they're dealing with it. And it's just felt like it wasn't completely in your face. Like they just did it in a way that was, I don't know, tactfully done. Mm-hmm. And I, I appreciate that quite a bit. And so, yeah, that's it was a standout moment in this show. And honestly, I love that speech. I, I don't agree with you on that. I don't see the issues that you do. I, I really liked that moment. The moment when he also suits up and as Captain America and they, they kind of it's cheesy. But I mean, he jumps through the window and people are like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Captain America. I, I, I don't know. It's just it's I fun. did like that. And yeah. the suit looked really cool. The Him flying the. the uh, you mentioned that you don't need the action. I love the action. I do. I enjoy the action. I mean, I'm watching a superhero film. I do love the character, sure, but I like the action. Like throwing the the shield vertically through the air at the helicopter and it going through the helicopter was brilliant. And the vibranium wings are really cool. I feel like a lot of these action sequences, again, you mentioned this, you said, just said it earlier, that they're, the CG is very good and very akin to what we've seen in the films. It is like that. They put a lot of money into the choreography and everything like that. Mm-hmm. There's also something else we didn't talk about too much, which was dealing with the idea that he doesn't need the super serum mm-hmm. as Captain America. I just really respect that concept because going into this show before, even when they announced it, I was like, how the only, my only thing that I would kept thinking of when they announced that Sam Wilson was going to be Captain America, when Steve handed him the shield and says, it, it's yours. I just thought like, can he be Captain America? Cause doesn't he need the super serum to really not get killed or even just throw the shield effectively. And they kind of proved repeatedly that the, he doesn't need it. And I, I really respect the fact that they, they didn't just decide that super serum wasn't a factor. They mm-hmm. showed us super soldiers and they said he doesn't need it, and here he is fighting against these super soldiers. He's holding his own, and they made it realistic 
And that I appreciate. I feel like there's still, again, some suspension of disbelief. Like, how does that shield defy the laws of physics? As, or, yeah, uh, like when it's like thrown at the side of someone's head. And it's like, how did that not murder that person? Potentially true that true that as well. But, um, yeah, there's a there's a little bit of suspension of disbelief. Like his his reflexes are of a regular human. He's remarkable. He's mm-hmm. a remarkable human. But I, 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 that's always kind of a suspension of disbelief that you just have to accept, I suppose. Yeah, they're going um, the angle of like a peak human. Like he, he is as powerful as a human of his physique can be, but not necessarily a super soldier. And like the his his gear, like his suit, and the you know having like the wings, and uh, I forget what they're called, the little birdies um, that he like sends out. Those Red little, wing, yeah, Red wing. He has two of them at the end, like. It's it's a trade off. So instead of just being like a super powerful, you know, super soldier, he has now these like extra tools to go to go uh, along with it. Kind of like an Iron Man or a Rhodes, just uh, not to that degree of like a super suit. Yeah, for sure. Like he's mm. he's almost a combination of Captain America and the Iron Man in a way. Like it's just a lesser of both in that he again doesn't have the super serum and doesn't have the suit, but combined, he's just as great, if not greater. And that's the great thing about it. I just respect him a lot more almost because the reason I love Batman as an example, Batman is not powerful. He doesn't have some kind of steroids running through his veins. He doesn't have a suit that's made of metal that can shoot rockets, really. He's just a man fighting and brawling in the streets. Uh, and I really respect the idea of the willpower it takes to just try to jump into the fight without any kind of super abilities. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the cool thing about him not having the super serum, to be honest. And I kind of respect it because I feel like they handled it appropriately based on his abilities. Yeah, definitely. What, one uh, scene in particular that I really like is when he's fighting Carly in the last episode and she kicks him and he puts the shield up and then he like shoots out his wings in the back and it like nails right into the ground so he doesn't get pushed back yeah. as far. Like that little, it's little things like that where I'm like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> like, like that, I'm, I didn't really come for the action, but I did like the inclusion of the action. I, I do want to clarify that. Like, I think the action is a nice addition and it is pretty great. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's not necessarily what I come for. Um, in terms of the, like the show itself, like they, they, there was a lot of hype behind a, you know, episode five cameo. And I know, it seemed like I, I don't know about you, but that that sort of hype around that like episode five cameo was a little bit lackluster because I was a little bit confused. I was like, who is this cameo? Initially, I thought it was uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus. Um, I forget what the character she plays is uh, called, but I thought like, oh, maybe like that's the that's the cameo that they were hyping up. Seems a little bit odd that they're just hyping up like a cameo of a new actor, but OK. And then. I realized like that's not the cameo they were referring to. Uh, They were referring to um, George St. Pierre, uh, who, again, I don't know what the character's name is. I want to say it's like, uh, um, do they say it in the show? Batrock. Batrock. Okay. Yeah. Um, Like, I think. Whoa. whoa. What do you mean that? How is that the cameo that they're uh, referencing? He's in the first episode. Batrock? Yeah, dude. Is he in the first episode? He's in the show more than. The other villains, almost. Well, not quite, but he's in it quite a bit. Oh, I didn't even realize he was introduced in the in, in the first. I thought he was introduced in the yeah, fifth. Sam episode. is fighting him in the first episode, and he escapes in the helicopter. Oh yeah, good call. Yeah, maybe I'm an idiot. But yeah, like him being from Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Um, so I guess they were talking about Mary Louise Dreyfus. I just found that a little bit weird because I feel like there was. I, I know there was like rumor and speculation, like maybe it's uh, 
maybe it's Chadwick Boseman, like, because this, the show was filmed like prior to his passing. Um, and it is unfortunate that we didn't get another like last hurrah with him uh, in the MCU. It would have been a cool little addition, but again, that that's it more is, so. Yeah. It seems like your disappointment is based on hype that's outside the show, though. I'm not sure if this is a, a fair assessment. Oh no, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, hundred percent. It is uh, outside the show. I I, I, I am oh, saying okay. that. Yeah, I wasn't super disappointed. I actually forgot about the cameo, <laughs> to be honest. And so when I saw Julia D- Louise Dreyfus, I didn't even remember that there was supposed to be a cameo. I was just like, oh yeah, it's, it's uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus from Veep and Seinfeld. That's cool. Yeah. And I like kind of the mystery of around her character. I don't think it's really, I, I don't know, a lot of people have kind of described the last episode as almost having loose ends. I don't really think it's loose ends. It's just, this is a ser- series. It's literally the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What will come next is the question. What we got to see in the final episode and really throughout the series is two things, really. Bucky and Falcon are learning to live with each other and potentially be friends. Mm -hmm. Their relationship continues to grow and it's fantastic, especially after episode five or during episode five, which is great. And then we also get to see finally Sam Wilson take up the mantle of Captain America. And that's the... That's ultimately what I kind of expected going into the show, and that's what I got at the end. And that's why I'm satisfied with it. Is it the greatest show ever? No, it isn't. There's missing things. It felt. A little, I agree with you on pacing. It's weird. There's a lot of problems with pacing. It's because, again, it feels like it's a, it's a movie chopped up in weird spots, and you're like, what is going on? The only two episodes I kind of found the pacing was okay, actually, which I think you're going to disagree with, is five and six. I found that five mm-hmm. went into six very well, but I watched five and six back to back. So that's kind of my perspective on it. Yeah, yeah, I, I disagree with you there. Again, like I, I watched episode five, you know, a week prior. And again, it, it feels like it lost its momentum. Episode five is the, in my opinion, like the best episode in the series by a significant margin. And I think a lot of that has to do with the pacing does feel right. It starts off action packed. It starts off with this very brutal, awesome, like just fight between um, Falcon, Bucky and um, John Walker. And literally, it's just, it's brutal. They, like, break his fucking arm. <laughs> and I'm like, holy crap. And that's how the episode starts off. And I think that episode, again, it, it just, it felt like that they didn't lose the momentum that the previous episode set up for the first time. Um, but every other episode, I just feel like it uh, it didn't. Um, and again, I, I have, a like, that that's how I felt with the last episode as well. I know you disagree. It went straight into the action. I know, but it just didn't, I don't know. There was something about it. It just, it didn't feel... Right. There was an issue with the pacing and um, yeah, I just, I didn't like it again. I'm, I'm not shocked that it's the least liked episode. I I'm actually pretty shocked how, how low it's rated. I think it's like a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. I didn't realize it was like that significant because I still liked it. I still think it's a good episode, but to me it felt almost the weakest in the series. I think it was rated as low as it was reading up on it because people feel like there's loose ends. That's what I kept seeing as a theme. Mm like thematically reading reviews is that people wanted things to be wrapped up better. They wanted things that they thought the show was going to go towards. It reminds me of the ending of WandaVision, honestly, in the way they're discussing it. I I find the ending of WandaVision more disappointing, to be honest, than this episode. I actually mm. thought that they hit their stride after episode five. Episode five just... It, it was actually slow to end. That's actually the way it goes. And then it picks up. It's a buildup. It's basically the calm before the storm in the most ultimate way. It starts really, really strong in the beginning as an action sequence, as you just mentioned, with the fight between Walker and uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I agree with you. Which is, that's a fantastic fight scene. Mm-hmm. It was brutal and f- great. But 
it slows down. It slows down and you get this, like you at the end of the episode, you're getting a montage sequence and then he opens up the wings to put them on, like the new vibranium wings. Like that stuff is really slow. Like, it, it, and then it, you know it's the calm and then six is the storm. Yeah. And you know it's just going to get wrapped up at the end. It's kind of predictable, I suppose. The thing is, we kind of alluded to it, Carly isn't the greatest villain. No. It's kind of true. I, I don't know about the sympathetic part. Like I find that like I can be sympathetic with her, but she lost her way really badly. And that's why Sam took it upon himself to try and put her on the right path, but she just never got there, unfortunately. But she's kind of a poor villain in that she just you just see how wrong she is and she's not really adjusting and she doesn't have the greatest plans. Like her schemes aren't the greatest, and she just keeps getting foiled over and over again as they catch up with her yeah like they they do a good job with making it be like this is just a kid way over her head that has these ideas that's trying to execute them and she's more of a moral battle yeah it's like they're fighting more more morality than they are like with fists which i appreciate and so that's why it kind of felt maybe to some also anticlimactic at the end because you're fighting these people that aren't the greatest at doing what they do like villaining villainy is not their greatest asset so I, I can see the disappointment, but the, I think the steam of the sixth episode is that he's becoming Captain America and that Bucky is is helping his friend now who he wasn't previously friends with and potentially the redemption story of Bucky crossing off his list and going to, you know, the, the fella who he, he murdered his son as an example at the end of the episode. But I feel like, the, again, the... Sam Wilson realizing who he truly is and taking up the mantle of Captain America with that confidence that Steve Rogers kind of has is the greatest part. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what we were going for the whole time. And I, I think they nailed that part. And I, I don't really – again, there's also the kind of the deflation of the balloon with the power broker. Like mm-hmm. everyone kind of knew that was the power broker and that people felt like that was disappointing. But it's like whatever. I don't know. Is she that important? We don't even know what the power broker is. They didn't build her up enough. To be honest, they just kept mentioning her every episode or him. Yeah. I just, don't know what, like what, what that even is going to mean. That's for another season. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Like what is the power broker even trying to accomplish? Um, which again, it, like I'm fine with it being set up because I, I definitely do believe that they're, they are going to come up with another season or at least continue the story in Captain America four. But I don't know. I thought, Emily Van Camp, uh, like as Sharon Carter. Um, I think she does a good job. I think she's a good actress, but and to me, it just felt like the power broker seemed a little bit just like whatever. Like I, I, I'm, I'm confused as to how she got there. I guess it makes sense. You know, she was, you know, thrown away by the government and she's, I guess, becoming an extremist of some sort and became the power broker, but it did feel a little bit weird. And uh, most notably for me, actually, on the topic of the last episode and another thing I didn't like, there's this weird uh, Mexican standoff. Is that what it's called? Mexican standoff? When everyone's when like pointing. People are pointing guns at each other. Yeah. And- yeah. There, there's like that Mexican standoff with, um, oh man, you, you just said his name. Bro talk or whatever. Oh, Batrock. <laughs> Batrock. Um, Carly. By the way, you know, that, that guy's the, he's an actual mixed martial artist. That's why his yeah. fight scenes are so fantastic. Yeah, yeah. He's Canadian, I believe, as well. Pierre, right? I've heard the name before. Um, He's from Montreal, Canada. Oh, right on. Representing the Great North. But yeah, they they have like this Mexican standoff before, like between Sharon Carter, Carly, and Batrock. And it just seems really odd, like the way, like the conversation flows. And pretty much like Batrock's like, oh, before I kill Carly, like you're going to pay me three times the amount. And then Sharon's like, nobody 
nobody tells me when I'm, I'm paying them and then turns the gun, shoots him. And then Carly just immediately shoots her. And then there's like the fight scene between Carly and Sam. And then Sam really just kind of leaves um, Sharon Carter bleeding out in like this garage as he like, you know, takes Carly's dead body um, wherever after she gets shot by Sharon Carter. It just seemed very punky, convoluted and wonky. And, and the execution yeah, didn't seem right. And the idea that Sam is just kind of OK with Sharon after she killed Carly. Like it, ju- it just seemed odd. It uh, to me, it just well, she seemed... saved his life, right? She... So I think that that was the realization. Yeah, I guess, but like, I mean, let's be real. Like, he still had the wings attached. Like, if Carly like pulled the trigger, he would have just blocked a bullet. Like, I never once. I don't think so. That's the thing about this not having the super serum. He's not fast enough. Hmm. He can't drop. He, he's not Wonder Woman. He can't pull wings to, to that fast to lock a speeding bullet. He's not hmm. Superman. Yeah, maybe. That's the thing is that's the issue with him not having the super serum. It's the issue that I feel like they dealt with. I I still feel a little shaky on it. I feel like I don't want him to have the super serum now because he made a really good point for why he shouldn't have it. But mm. it's one of those things that has bothered me ever since like he was announced as Captain America only because, again, they're, they're fighting like crazy aliens. Like, yeah, I want him to hold his own. I just want him to, to be like the shining light that that eventually really doesn't sit in Steve's shadow at all. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think the suit will help with that, though. And I'm kind of glad it will. Yeah, yeah, like I, I kind of agree with you at first. I was like, how is he going to be Captain America without the super soldier serum? But I'm glad that they didn't go that route, especially because now there's a little bit of a difference between him and Bucky. Right. And we don't have just two super soldiers on the team. We have Bucky, who's, you know, just a straight up brawler. And then we still have Falcon. But, you know, he's now Captain America and he has the shield and he's flying around and using these like cool tools. I, I feel like it's a. It's a welcome change, personally. Yeah. yeah. No, it's great. Mm-hmm. But let's get back to that final fight scene briefly here. Yeah, that was odd, too, honestly. Batroc's death in that Mexican standoff is almost a waste. And then when they left <laughs> Sharon Carter behind, I, I was like, why, why is this happening? Like, my girlfriend mentioned this, right? As we saw that, she's, they're like, wait, she, he's flying the person who is just, like, creating a terrorist attack, but he's not flying out his friend yeah it didn't make any sense although it makes sense that you can't you can't fly her out because all eyes are on you as captain america and if you fly out sharon carter who's not supposed to be on american soil she's going to get arrested so you can't do that and so that's the reason you can't do that so i get that argument kind of, the problem is we're missing the conversation in between where they said just go i'm gonna be fine why can't you throw that in like, and it felt mm. like there's honestly that's not the only moment in the show you can find a bunch of them that just don't seem to make sense like there's it's not even, I was going to say it's almost too explainy, but it isn't. Like you, yeah. You've got to add some of that into the show. It can't all be action or mystery language, like Zemo talking in riddles. I want to hear a little bit more English, mm-hmm. if that's possible, so just to really get where characters are in terms of yeah. what their head's at. Like, I don't want the walking dead speak, you know, the... Where everyone's yeah. explaining why they do everything and their morality, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I don't want that. kind of want more of... Again, hey, go ahead. I'm going to be fine. Or like, I don't know. They could have suspected that Sharon Carter is potentially the power broker. Like there was no, it's it just, again, suspension of disbelief in certain spots are kind of a yeah, little like, off. Yeah, like, but they, that's not even in this, that's yeah. not this episode. The sixth episode isn't the issue. It's the rest mm-hmm. of it. I, yeah. I found like the beginning, which are very well rated, by the way. The f- first three episodes are like almost 90 for each one. So it's like, I don't really get it. Like people love it. It was slow. And then as you discussed, 
multiple episodes of our podcast. It, it picks up just enough, but then it dies down when the episode ends and, and then the next episode starts at a slow pace again. It's like, what is going on? Yeah. You're, the pacing overall is the problem. I found that the ending is the best part. It's just fifth and sixth episodes, even fourth leading into fifth yeah. are the best. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with the last episode, but I do agree with the fifth episode being great. But um, even even on the the argument with, you know, Sharon and Sam not flying her out because, you know, all eyes are on him. He literally finishes a speech, walks past like two cars and Bucky and Sharon are just leaning on a car, like not far from the entire crowd. Right. <laughs> which, yeah. which, again, I'm just like, this is. It's it's odd. It just seemed very out of place and weird. And it's like, and again, you even mentioned it. Do they not suspect that she's the power broker? Do they not put two and two together? Are they that just naive? naive. Like it, I know it, it, there's problems there. And like this is the issue. This is the kind of writing that I'm worried about. And I talked about this last episode. I think it was if I'm not mistaken. We've done a lot of episodes in a short span of time, but I believe it's episode 30, 43, Sorry, forty three of our our regular podcast. I, I just find that like the writing is it reminds me of Captain Marvel actually more than anything else. I want them to be on this streak that they've been on. They've been hiring these great directors, they've been creating this great content, but I don't find this show a little shaky and I've never felt this way about Marvel before. I'm not sure how the next show will turn out. Having a 60% episode on Rotten Tomatoes is not good. They're, no. they're missing some marks somewhere along the way and i feel like they're missing the marks because there's a lot of build-up in this show and then at the end it was again a deflation of a balloon and that's the issue i think a lot of people have is that they expected more there's a lot of weird holy things like you're you're talking really broadly but then you miss this the finer details yeah. for instance it's just messy nick fury's eye nick fury's eye yeah. you you gave a reason in winter soldier why is or, or or a alluded to a reason why he lost his eye and then you took his eye away by a cat scratch it's just which not also funny. created I don't a plot hole funny. as well because of the picture in um, Winter Soldier. Well, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, that's precisely what I mean. That was a plot hole. That's that doesn't make sense. You can't do that. The finer details is what Kevin Feige and Marvel have gotten right traditionally, mm -hmm. and lately that's been less so the case. Like it's not like the alarm bells are ringing. It's not an emergency. But I'm just saying it's not as crisp and as pristine as it once was. Yeah. So like in the beginning, they were fine. It's, I know there's a lot of movies now and they've got a lot to keep track of, but I don't, I can keep track of it. So they should be able to like when you read a script and say, oh, the cat scratching the eye. Oh, that's funny. That's a funny jest. That's not a funny jest. This is an important moment you already alluded to. If you hadn't said where Nick Fury's eye went, that's fine, but you already did. So you got to play off of that concept. And it's the same thing with this. You're claiming that you can't, have Sharon Carter on American soil, but then she's kind of standing in broad daylight next to police. Yeah, she's literally so, like three meters away. And I believe a police yeah. officer even comes around the corner and sees them all together. It's like, again, what? going back to again, Zemo being broken out of prison, is that a good idea? Like, would these characters, would somebody like the Winter Soldier think that's a great plan? I don't know. I, I argue maybe not, but he did it. Yeah, they, they got to work on the details. The details are the issue. It's, again, very broad. It's too broad. They're looking too big picture. You got to look a little bit smaller picture. These details, they're slipping more and more. And that's the issue, especially with all the content they're making in the, the like, it's a lot. It's six hours versus a two-hour movie. It's, yeah. it's a lot more.
So that's my issue. And I, again, the next one, Loki. I'm just hoping that they're not going to make these weird... Again, just don't break the universe. Just do your best to make sure you're doing the right thing. You got to make sure that every step of the way, you're following the footsteps that have led before you. Mm-hmm. But we'll see what happens in the in the future. Yeah. I'm definitely still excited for Loki. And I feel like that can be a little bit wackier. I'm hoping... Uh... I'm hoping that's going to be a better time than this show. Again, I, I really do like this show, so I, I don't want to be too much of a downer on it. You mentioned it before. I didn't really get to talk about it, but um, Wyatt Russell as Walker is amazing. And mm-hmm. I, I really do like the idea of his character and how people love to hate him. And there's this it, it's really cool because he is a conflicted hero. He's not really a villain. He is. But he definitely thinks he's the hero of his, his own story. Yeah. And then he kind of takes a redemption arc. I think, again... People criticize it was too fast. I don't know if it was too fast. That, he completely fell from grace, and he didn't exactly completely lose his mind. Yeah. He's not Dr. Octavius. Like, he didn't lose his mind completely. He had a lapse. Yeah, he was emotional. Because, his friend just died. Like, that, yeah, that, that, that I was more everything. than okay with. And I, I'm I'm really happy they decided to go the route of that. No, he's actually not a bad guy. Like, he, he, he had a lapse in judgment at one point. He got it quite literally beaten out of him. And he makes the right decision at the uh, like in the last at the end with the bus falling, the the, the truck falling, and that that and and if anyone's saying that was too fast or anything, it's like, well, have you ever watched a movie before? Movies are two hours. Like that was a span of what two hours before he actually took a redemption arc at all. So I don't think that that's that insane. Not at all. Um, And again, he's not perfect. He's going to be an antihero. Like he's going to, there's going to be issues. They're going to have run-ins with him. And I'm curious to see again, Julia Louise Dreyfus. I don't remember her name because it's too long, the character's name, but uh, (laughs) her character is interesting. I'm very intrigued to find out what her deal is. She's got purple hair. I'm in. What's what's she about? Her name is Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Let's Google it. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. uh, She doesn't like being called Val apparently, so. (laughs) Yeah, All right. but uh, yeah, I do agree with you. Wyatt Russell's uh, performance is awesome. I love his character. I'm excited to see more of him. I really love how in the <laughs> episode five, like the mid credit scene, it's him like making the shield. And then at the start oh, of yeah. the sixth episode, uh, he like throws the shield once and it's just mangled. I love how they built that up just immediately. I don't know if that was meant to be funny, but I definitely laughed. Show how powerful Vibranium is. Yeah. Vibranium. Like this is a, it was funny in that Vibranium is also shown to be incredible. I'm sure he, he spent so much time on that and he did a good job. Honestly, yeah. it looked good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it was meant to be intentionally funny, but I, I caught myself laughing pretty hard. Yeah. But anyways, I, I think the show is great. Like it's still a good show. Um, Not up there you know, with like the best TV shows ever. I think it's serviceable. I wanted more out of it. Oddly enough. Um, I think there's some questionable scenes um, throughout the series and they do, they make some questionable choices, but all in all, I think it's a good show. I think it's a welcome addition to the Marvel cinematic universe. And I do recommend people watch it. I agree with that sentiment. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. Fantastic. Uh, thank you again for joining me for this a closer look episode. Yeah, we'll see you all on the next episode, episode 44. Oh, I can't even count that high. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Take care, guys. Love you. Love you. Bye-bye.